This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to Magpies Unrestricted. Ladies and gents, welcome to Magpies Unrestricted, where we'll be talking all things Newcastle United. I'm your host, Chris Simpson, and joining me today is Carithus Sloy. Hello. And we are joining you, listeners, after a 2-1 win for Newcastle over Nottingham Forest on Friday night. Back-to-back wins for the Magpies, who are going to head into the international break in fifth place. Just three points behind Man United, who of course we play next. And five out ahead of Liverpool, who are in sixth. Um, And only two points actually behind Spurs, who are fourth. And we've got two games in hand on Tottenham. So overall, considering you know it's not been a great couple of months for us uh, in the league, a nice strong end to uh, this this term, as it were. Yeah, it's almost a bit of a shame that there is going to be this little bit of a break in the Premier League. I think I'm a bit nervous about whether Newcastle are then going to continue this form when they come back because we've not always seen it, and for whatever reason something always seems to happen or you'll get injuries or well we've or, been getting or, injuries you know of course yeah. Almer- Almeron I think we spoke about him last week he you know um, Anthony Gordon and, and stuff like that as well you know a few injuries yeah I mean obviously we, I'm, I'm feeling very optimistic at the moment because we're on the back of a, a good performance and a good win but yes you do make a good point because you know we saw with the World Cup if anything that probably came you know at a less than ideal time because we had so much momentum and then we came back. Obviously, we thought we'd maintained it with that great win on Boxing Day over Leicester. Sorry, but then immediately it faded again. And I think that was more Leicester's problems than Newcastle having that momentum still. You know what I mean? So that is something that uh, to think about. But overall, let's. I think we need to focus on the positives. It was a great performance from us. Yeah, no, it, it was a good performance. Newcastle were dominant throughout the game. Um, hit the woodwork twice before they finally found the net. Um, but it was Forrest yet again who took the lead against the run of play in the 26th minute and, and it wasn't even um, really created by Forrest it was a mistake in the defence of Newcastle with Botman who just gifted the balls to Emanuela um, Dennis who had a lot to do to be fair and did make an excellent goal um, an excellent scoring opportunity for himself that obviously then converted into a goal um, but yeah, 26 minutes in against Rolfa, you would have thought maybe a little bit more of awareness. And But, you know, at least this time Newcastle came back and it was quite a while when we thought it's just going to be a 1-1 draw. And obviously, uh, yeah, then Newcastle came through. So Yeah, well, I mean, like you said, it, just with, with Forest Golf to start with, like, yeah, it's, it's such a shame because Botman's had such a good season just been called up to the Netherlands senior squad which is long overdue considering how great he is uh, but yeah unfortunately that was just a bit of a lapse in concentration which did cost us um, but thankfully a deserved equaliser for us on the stroke of half time through Isaac I mean that volley from from Joe Wilkes cross and also actually shout out to Joe Wilk as well he's playing he's, the last few weeks he's played really well um, but yeah great cross from Wilk and then that sort of 
weird shinned but very controlled volleyed finish from Isaac was was really something special, wasn't it? Yeah, no, it was. It's a great finish. And yeah, so as I say, very much deserved. Because like I said, we'd hit the post like twice. I think at this point, it had been all of us. I mean, which way? Like that was basically their only chance that they'd converted. And again, we we completely gifted it to them. And then again, after the break, we were again right back on top. Elliot Anderson coming off the bench at half-time. He played really well. Again, what a young talent he is. And, yeah, we thought he'd scored um, just after the hour mark with that great cross from Isaac. And, again, uh, thankfully it didn't cost us in the end, so we don't need to spend too long on it. But VAR getting it all wrong, disallowing it, um, which was obviously... First and foremost, thankfully, again, it didn't cost us. But a real shame for um Sorry, Anderson. For, for Anderson. But again, great cross from Isaac. Again, it should have been two goals and an assist from him mm. in Friday's game and showed what he can contribute um, outside of goals. But um, yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, Longstaff, uh, yeah, he was clearly offside in the build up, but the ball came to him from like two Nottingham Forest players. Like, it wasn't like we passed it to him and he was offside. Yeah, so that's begs, something the referee should have got right. It, because, begs, it begs the question on what. What the offside law is anymore then because we say one thing and then something else entirely happens um, and this is not the first time we've seen a decision like this which doesn't seem to make sense so what is the offside rule then now referees because <laughs> it doesn't it, it's not consistent yeah it's certainly not being consistently applied in the sense of because obviously this wasn't this wasn't the standard like oh was the offside when the ball's played because of um, the the way it happened, yeah, with it coming off the forest defender. But in the rules, it does specify, you know, if the defender is attempting to play the ball rather than just if he just deflects off the defender, then that's different. But the defender clearly moved to play the ball. He effectively went to clear it. Mm. Um, so anyway, yeah, as I say, that was a, a total total error. But again, thankfully, not costing us. Isaac grabbing that last gasp winner from the penalty spot um, after Musa Niakate's handball, which I mean, he he immediately knew that he'd messed up because he w- went down like clutching his head, like, oh my god, what have I done? <laughs> um, clear penalty, uh, very well converted by Isaac. But I have to say, actually, really clever from Newcastle and, and Kieran Trippier in particular. Trippier stepping up as if he was going to take it soaks up all the abuse from the forest defenders and, and the fans trying to put him off Isaac just gets to step away and focus and then at the last minute Isaac goes no I'm yep this was the plan all along I'm taking it and he slots it home I thought that was really clever from us yeah yeah it was just yeah it was it was a weird penalty because for ages we thought it was going to be trippier as well and we're like oh that's unusual um, but it was a great top corner I believe finish now I'm doubting my own existence um, but yeah, that's six goals in ten Premier League appearances for Isaac. So he's clearly starting to feel some form of form, and I think he delivers a lot more than what Callum Wilson does for the team. I like Wilson. I just think Isaac is a bit more of an all-round package. He's fast. He is everywhere, um, and he, 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 as we've just said, he can provide an excellent cross every now and then. And I mean, even for his first goal. He sprinted from absolutely nowhere, so his positioning and his understanding of the game is is very very good. And I think maybe at this point now, maybe it's all just coming into play for him. We can only hope that he doesn't get injured. Um, 
and and continues to to work this well in the team at the moment. Yeah, exactly. I mean, as we sort of touched on last week, you know, as much as I absolutely love Callum Wilson as a player, he is one of those forwards who, if he's not getting your goals, you're not really getting that much out of him. And again, unfortunately, at the moment, and it's it's well, I say it's unusual for Callum Wilson. It's mainly because he's usually in form or he's injured and this is the first time we've ever had the in-between where he's fit and just not playing well. Mm. I think this is literally the first time he's in Newcastle career where I can really remember any sort of extended period of him not um, you know, being at his best um, but actually being fit and able to play. <laughs> but yeah, and I think that's the thing with Isaac. Again, at some point, I'd still love to see them play together given what Isaac, as you've mentioned, can contribute you know, with his crossing, with his passing... Just as you say, kind of just being everywhere in the final third, he's an extra sort of. He could be that extra creative outlet to then feed the ball through to Wilson to finish. Um, so at some point, maybe once Wilson is maybe firing again a bit more and is potentially back in the team, I think it, I, I would I would like to see them see what they can do as a bit of a, a duo up front. But yeah, I mean, yeah, come from behind, win, good performance, not letting that early setback. Which was us, you know, shooting ourselves in the foot, uh, not letting that, um, you know, affect our performance in any way, and ultimately, yeah, grabbing a deserved win, six points. Like I say, really, maybe the international break's not coming at an ideal time, but it still it's it stands us in good stead for. Obviously, we, we, we'll preview it uh, next time, listeners, because again, because of the international break, uh, we've got a couple of weeks off now um, from the Premier League season. But a tough game, obviously, against Man United in that first game back. As I say, we've done what we can over the last couple of games to you know, get confidence back in the team. Like you say, Isaac's in form, Willick's in form, all this sort of stuff. We've just got to hope that, um, you know, that the break doesn't affect our momentum again. Again, it's going to be a tough one to judge because... It's Man United after the break. Like you know, we could carry that momentum and still not, you know, get a win or something. But, but no, I like I say, really positive uh, for me. I thought it was, um, you know, I mean, we 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 did all right against Wolves. Don't get me wrong, but I thought this was, this was a bit more of like early season us in terms of just how much we dominated, and especially considering Forest um, hadn't they were I think they were unbeaten in nine games at home. Mm. Obviously, they've got their their well documented troubles on the road but at home you know they've as you say they hadn't lost since like I think it was like early October or end of September so for us to to go there come from behind and win yeah really positive but yeah on to the news now not much really been going on this week but this is a story that um, actually initially sort of broke in February although I, I don't believe the club have officially confirmed it or Amazon yet um, but we thought, why not talk about it now? Because I'll be honest, nothing else. There's not <laughs> a huge amount else to talk about this week. And again, we won't be previewing um, the Man United game this week, listeners, because it's not for another two weeks. So yeah, this is, of course, if you haven't seen it, the news that Newcastle reportedly are going to have an all-or-nothing uh, documentary on Amazon Prime, following the likes of Man City, Arsenal, and Tottenham. Um, yeah, Amazon apparently been filming us behind the scenes this season. All the tears. <laughs> um. Yeah, well, it's set to be a four-part series, so actually a bit shorter than the other um, All or Nothings, because I believe they were all eight. I haven't actually watched any of them, uh, to be honest. Um, I probably should have, but 
I haven't. Um, That's too much work for doing this <laughs> podcast, weren't it? Too many hours. Yeah, well, it's not about us. This one, I will. We will have to watch and oh, give our thoughts. You can watch it. <laughs> we'll be watching it together, listeners. Um, but yeah, this is. It's going to be showing our attempts to win a trophy, which we know are fall short, and uh, our attempts to qualify for the top four, which remains to be seen. But fingers crossed. Um, and it, yeah, it will most likely air in August um, because that's all three of the other clubs that have gone before us. Theirs all came out in August, so stands to reason ours probably will as well. But again, not confirmed at this stage. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's going to be an interesting one. Um, it's an interesting time at Newcastle, of course. Obviously, what we want to see is that it's not just a promo piece like for the ownership or anything like that it, and that I think that's what's going to be interesting in terms of like obviously the club have allowed the cameras to come behind the scenes now obviously this in part you know uh, increases the club's revenue because obviously you know you don't just do that for free but at the same time is there a um, you know is there like well it's under certain conditions. You're not allowed to. Do you know what I mean? Like, how much editorial control are Newcastle going to have over the final product? I think it's going to be blatantly obvious if it is more of a promo piece. Um, I know, according to Athletic, it's there's going to have more behind the scenes um, docu- uh, than, than the other Premier League documentaries, and we'll focus on the club's commercial setup and owner relationship. But it will be blatantly obvious if that has been. Skewed, I think, in any way. I think it's got it's going to be hard to keep that political line in inverted commas and keep it being non-biased. Yeah, I mean, David Ornsney said, yeah, he said, he said it's going to be far punchier and hard-hitting compared with the other all-or-nothings that, again, I was going to say we've seen. We actually haven't watched them, but you know that what I mean. That exist. Uh, you know, at City, <laughs> Arsenal and Spurs. Uh, and again, you would hope that because, yeah, if it's just going to be some sort of puff piece about, oh, look how great Amanda Stavely is, oh, don't look over there, we're definitely not owned by the Saudis, and all this kind of stuff, then, as you say, A, everyone's going to be able to see right through it, B, everyone's going to tear it to pieces, but I can, I mean, if it does go the other way, I can very much, I can already like picture the like indignified club statement about how we we hate the portrayal and how actually it's legally airtight that we're not owned by the side or any you know any of these sort of things. So that it's it's going to be interesting. Um, so that's one to keep an eye on, listeners. Again, when it comes out, we will watch it and we will give you our thoughts about it. So yeah, that's like I say at the, at the moment. I mean, again, based on what David Onsen said, that sounds like it's not just going to be a sort of a promo you know for the club slash the ownership um, and yeah hopefully that that's the case uh, again until it actually comes out you know um, we don't really know what we're going to get um, hopefully just lots of also lots of Miguel Moron smiling um, because who doesn't want to see that but yeah so as I say until it does come out we're not really going to know it I think it really could go either way I think couldn't it yeah, for sure. I, I guess if you're into that type of thing, I mean, I, I like football, but I probably wouldn't watch a documentary on Leicester. Not even the title winning season? 
No, I'll just watch the rerun of us smashing everybody. <laughs> um, I don't really, not really bothered about the documentary, to be honest. I don't know, it's just not something that, it's, it's just not something that interests me. So, uh, yeah. But I'm sure diehard fans like yourself and you listeners would definitely enjoy it. And you're going to watch you want, watching watch it either it. way. So. And, yeah. Yeah. Enthusiasm, listeners. I'm probably probably hated even more that I'm forced to watch it. <laughs> well, then you'll be again. You'll be delighted to know it's only a four part series instead of an eight part series. If it was eight, you could jog on. <laughs> I don't have to do this. <laughs> anyway, on that note, listeners, <laughs> none of us have to do this. You don't pay me enough. You don't pay me anything. <laughs> and they don't pay me. <laughs> If you'd like to donate. <laughs> hey, look, yeah, we're going to be back to report on that when it comes out and give our thoughts. If, hey, if nothing else, it if it does come out in the summer, maybe it gives us something to talk about in the summer that we don't... That's the When normally positive, we have yeah. nothing to talk about. Um, knowing our luck, it won't come out in the summer and it'll be another time. But we'll see. We'll see. It'll be December. <laughs> but hey, look, we're going to be back next week to just sort of look ahead to the Man United game cover any other news that's happened in the international break it's probably going to be quite a short one as this one was listeners um, but who knows maybe the club will implode in the meantime we'll have lots to talk about <laughs> we're going to we'll have to just you've just had to go at me for positivity and enthusiasm <laughs> and you just said oh the club will implode I said it might implode okay go then <laughs> implied Lisa or implode Oh, I'll make him stop. <laughs> all right, I'm, all right. It, it's got to the point where I'm making Simpsons references, listeners. I will. Uh, and easy has nothing of value to add. <laughs> Simpsons reference always has value. <laughs> In the meantime, we will be back next week. In the meantime, if you could give us a like, a subscribe, and a positive review, that would be amazing. I've been your host, <laughs> Chris Simpson. Thanks, Cara. No problemo. And thank you, listeners. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts.